Welcome back to the War Chant Kingdom. Another week in the books. Playoffs have been underway. We've got some winners and losers this last week in the AFC. The Jaguars, Bengals, and Bills all won, so they will move forward into the playoffs. And the Cowboys, Giants, and San Francisco 49ers all won, so they will also move forward. We have the 22 plus 2 tailgate crew on the line. We're going to go through what our scores were, uh, who was the closest. I'm not going to read every score, but we've already kind of discussed who ended up getting the points for that. Uh, the closest to the scores on the Jaguars Chargers was Randy. On the Bengals and the Ravens was Paul. The Bills and Dolphins was Lindley. The Cowboys in Tampa Bay was Randy. The Vikings and the Giants was Randy. And the San Francisco Seattle game was Paul. So Randy kind of wiped up on that one. He ends up taking four of the six. Paul and Lindley each get one. Me and Ronnie were left with a goose egg. Now, when we selected the games, the winners of those games, we have Ronnie with four of them correct. Randy was five correct. Lindley and Paul was three correct. And I was four correct as well. So that's kind of where we ended up. Fellas, how's it going this week? And are you prepared for this next playoff game? First, I I'm ready, man. We got to make some noise. So, uh, knowing that the Jaguars ended up coming back from a 27-point deficit against the Chargers, which I think we all kind of talked about how the Chargers kind of charger, and they did this last week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence starts out four interceptions, but finds a way to come back and win. So, they are coming to Arrowhead Stadium to play the Chiefs this week. Is there anything about the Jaguars that concerns you guys? And if so, what's that? Paul, what do you think? Uh, I guess the only thing that concerns me is they want to knock us off. But other than that, nothing. Ronnie? Uh, I can hear me. not very good. So I don't fairly. By the way, I blame the loss on the Chargers, not waiting on Jacksonville. Chargers lost that game on the road. Paul? Paul, I mean, Yeah, I don't. I think. I don't think the better team won that last game with the Chargers and the Jaguars. I think the better team was the Chargers. I I think they got lucky, uh, pulled it out. And, uh, you know, often we see a lot of teams take a big lead in the beginning and then take their foot off the gas. As a lot of people talk about Andy Reid doing that often, but and then they lost. They lost. And the team with the most heart won that game. I don't think it was the most talent. As in the best, uh, as you can see, uh, the coach that uh, John Madden used to say, the team had seven possessions in the second half. This is L.A. Chargers, and we're only supposed to only score three points out of seven possessions. Now, that ought to tell you that uh, that could have been a blowout if the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't throw four interceptions. So the first game we played them, we had an onside kick. We missed. We had a muff punt thanks to Sky Moore, and the Jaguars were had that score. Then they had a fake. A fake. Mahomes threw an interception in the end zone. He still threw for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns. No, the game's not going to be close. The team is as healthy as it's ever going to be for the playoffs, and we're going to wipe the crap out of them. 
And I will tell you from my perspective of the Jaguars and the Chargers game, here's the crazy thing. The Chargers never turned the ball over in that game. And Jacksonville comes back and wins, and they won basically, you know, exactly what you guys said. You only score three points on seven possessions. It's kind of hard to make sure you win a game. You know, basically they gave up close to 31 points uh, in the second half. You know, there was a touchdown scored right before the second half. But other than that, they scored all of their points in the second half, come back to beat the Chargers. I think the Chargers did exactly what – you know, you guys mentioned where they took the foot off the gas. I think they kind of thought they had it won. They thought they were going to lay down. This is a young team. They got nothing to lose. Doug Peterson's a very good coach. I have no doubt in my mind. I put this on Twitter as soon as ja- uh, the Jaguars won, and I'll say it again. There will be some type of a fake punt or a fake field goal or a onside kick or something because I think Doug knows the only way they beat us is if they steal a possession or if they can turn us over several times. If you remember last time, we were without a lot of starters, not just on the offensive side, but even on the defensive side of the ball, and we still found a way to win that game. So, Willard game, Frank Clark, we had injury, Tampa Duffy, when McDuffie was still out. But so, here's the thing. But don't but put that on the other side. Don't be surprised if Andy Reid don't pull off an onside kick. Thank God. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Why not? I mean, nobody's expecting it, and the only way the only way I would see him not doing that is if he plans on that against the Bills or the Bengals. But I think he'd do it against a team that you know is you know less able to take advantage of a short field. And I don't don't think the Jaguars really have that. I think our rush defense is good enough to stop the running game, and then that puts all the pressure on uh, on their quarterback. And I just don't. I don't think he's going to perform that well in that, but we'll pick that game last. The second AFC game that will be happening is the bills and the Bengals. Now this is a big game. As we all know, they started out playing right before the whole injury to Hamlin. And, you know, that game was stopped. It looked like the, the Bengals were going to kind of run it up on the bills. Um, from every indication I've heard that Hamlin has been in the locker room all week this week. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, runs him out on the field or is there or whatever else to try to get that emotional edge on on the Bengals. Um, I'm not sure if the Bills play anywhere close to what they did last week that they can beat the Bengals. I think the Bengals can overcome mistakes. The bad part for the Bengals is, and we all know this, is they have three offensive linemen that were starters that are all injured and and doesn't look like they're gonna play. So having the game either. So having said that, let's go through one by one and let's pick your winner and your score. And Ronnie, you had a goose egg last week, so I'll let you go first on the Bengals Bills. Uh Bills twenty eight. Uh Bengals twenty four. Twenty eight twenty four. Okay, next in line would be Lindley. All right. I I'll preface this with I want the Bengals to win. Okay, but they're not going to. I don't believe. I think the Bills pull it out, and the score will be thirty-one to twenty-eight. Okay, Paul. I got the Bengals twenty-eight twenty-one. And Randy, you had the highest score. So, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go? Better write down. 
Go ahead, Charlie. I'll, All right. I'll do so I'm going to take the Bengals. I think this is going to be a higher scoring game, and I'm going to go 42-35 Bengals. 42-35? You don't take that Bengals offensive line? They won't be able to hold up against Buffalo defense. Um, maybe, maybe not. you got to remember they don't have Von Miller, so we'll see what happens. They haven't for a while. Well, okay, so since I'm picking last, so – we both watched, we all watched that game, both those games last week. Uh, Bills almost got beat by a seventh round quarterback. If if the one play, if they were called a 15 yard uh, unsportsmanlike penalty when they knocked Skylar Thompson out of bounds, that would have put him in. You know, there was just too many things that the officials did not call in that game. Johnson calls that game again. Everything. Uh, and then in the Bengals game. The play called on the famous 121 run around yard back for a touchdown was since they made it legal for the players to come up behind and push the quarterback into the end zone. Uh, that's what the play called, but Tyler Huntley, for some reason, decided to go over and the officials blatantly missed the block in the back. Take that play away, Bengals lose. So I'm actually picking the Bengals in this game because I'm pissed because I can't afford to go to Atlanta. So I'm on an AFC championship game at Arrowhead. The Arrowhead invitation will still be alive. And the score could flip-flop either way. But I'm thinking the Bengals 38-34. 38-34. So most everybody has a close score. It looks like within four. The only two different is me and Paul. We got about a seven-point spread there between the two of them. Um, All of us except for Ronnie and Lindley are taking the Bengals. Those you, You two are the only two taking the Bills, so we'll see what happens there. Let's we move. Want the Bengals to win. We want the Bengals to win, but I chose with my heart last time and got my ass pulled. I understand. I understand. I'm just just making sure that that we've got this all correct, so somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Let's move to the <laughs> NFC problem. side before. Big Daddy Kid, because he went with his heart, was leading his fantasy football team all year. They were throwing in showers. I'm winning first place. I'm I'm the hot dog, picking with his heart. He entered up fourth. <laughs> happens on occasion. Let's move to the NFC side before we come back to uh, the Chiefs game. And let's talk about one game that I think is kind of, uh, I think is going to be kind of like what I think the Jaguars and Chiefs game is going to be, and that's the Giants and the Eagles. Um, to me, I think the Giants kind of squeeze past one. I don't think they're as good as they that, as they are. I understand Jalen Hurts come back. He doesn't look as good as he did without, you know, at, before he got injured, but I think that's going to start to subside. I think he's going to start playing better. Um, so I will pick this one first, if you guys don't mind, and I'm going to say that this is a, a mid-scoring game, and I'm going to say it's a 28-17 to 17 game, and I'm picking the Eagles. Ronnie, you you had the other goose egg last time. What's your score and your your pick? Giants twenty eight, Philadelphia twenty four. Okay, going opposite of me and picking the Giants. Paul, I got the Eagles thirty five fourteen. Thirty five fourteen, Eagles. Lindley, I'm going with the Eagles twenty eight twenty four. Twenty eight twenty four, the Eagles, and finally Randy. Well, you're in my thinking. First of all, it is a divisional game. Do you know that uh, out of that NFC East division, there's three teams 
left in the playoffs. Yeah, highly, highly crazy. big likelihood that one of those could end up in the Super Bowl for the first time as yeah. well. Uh, first so, time quarterback. And we all know that divisional round games are close games. It's a one score game no matter what. And the only reason why I'm picking this game so close is that the Eagles are only uh, one and three, and the Hurts have played one game in the month since he done, you know, one game. And that when they didn't play very good in that game because they didn't play nobody. So I'm actually picking 28 21, the Eagles. 28 21. Okay. So everybody except for Ronnie is picking the Eagles. Ronnie's picking the Giants. All right, on to the Cowboys 49ers. This is another one of those games where I think because the Cowboys played a very terrible Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that was sub-500 and shouldn't even have made it to the playoffs, I think that's the only reason why they looked halfway decent. I think they're going against a juggernaut. I really think the 49ers is probably at this point of the year even including the Chargers, who I've you know said several times I thought had one of the best roster. I think right now the 49ers are sitting there with one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um, so this is liable to be a fun game to watch. So we'll go in reverse order because we've kind of thrown Randy to the very end just because he kind of got some right last time. Randy, we'll start with you and we'll go backwards. Well, we'll just do it like this. Do you know since Brock Purdy took over, the San Francisco 49ers the highest scoring offense in the NFL? Dallas Cowboys, you know, just because uh, they played on, uh, they beat the, boy, uh, Tampa Brady at the end of his so-called stay there. Uh, 66 passing yards. I mean, seriously, who throws for 66 passes in a game? Run the damn ball. Couldn't do that. So I'm going to say I'm sticking with my saying for this game is Purdy is sturdy. Uh, 34-21, San Francisco. Okay, 34-21. Lindley, you went second to last last time. We'll go. You let you go second this time. Uh, I feel kind of the same way. I think the San Francisco 49ers are doing pretty good. See what I did there? I like that. Uh, I'm going to go San Francisco 24-21. to 21. Okay. Uh, Paul. We got, the same, we got the same exact score. Yeah, Lindley and I have the same score. I thought Lindley said 2421. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Okay, that's good. That's okay. We can look at that. What you got, Paul? Uh, my upset of the week, Cowboys 2824. 2824 Cowboys. Ronnie. San Francisco 31 Cowboys 24. What was the first one? 31. 31 24 49ers, huh? Yeah. Okay, so last week. There was only two people that took the Cowboys last week. That was Randy and I. Everybody else took the other team. This week, I'm not picking the Cowboys, I can tell you that. I'm going with the 49ers, and I think the 49ers are going to put a thumping on them. I'm going to say it's going to be 42-21. to 21. And I, I think I, they're doing pretty good, too, then. I just think, uh, you know, there's going to be some – pretty nice balls coming out of there and i just don't think the cowboys have the juice to stop them i think they may score early with them and then probably get a, a late bucket or something but other than that i think they're pretty well out of it uh, let's, that, let's uh, think about this when we pick the chiefs game uh let's have a bonus pick 
Okay. Which quarterback throws the most interceptions this weekend? Ooh, that that might be a nice one. Yeah, let's all think about that while we're talking about the Chiefs. Let's pick whoever throws the most. Which quarterback is going to throw the most interceptions? Okay, I'll let you guys keep track of that one because it's hard to kind of hold and write at the same time. I got it. Uh, so the Chiefs and Jaguars, let's talk about this a little bit. I mean, we, we did kind of touch on it some. We know Doug Peterson's the type of cor- uh, uh, was the type of quarterback that was willing to go down the field, and he's definitely the type of coach that wants to push the envelope. I think he knows this is going to be a high-scoring game, so I think he's going to try to run the ball some. But once they get behind, he's going to have no choice but to throw it. And I think once he decides he's got to throw the ball, I think the Chiefs kind of take over. What do you guys think? Do you think that there's there's some discrepancies to anything I've said, or is there anything you want to add to that about this game before we select it? That, you have the first word. Chris Jones, George Kolopkis. Are we picking scores, too? Uh, we can if you guys want to. Talk about it, pick a score. Uh, Chiefs, 31. Jaguars, 17. 31-17, okay. Oh, what do you think about the, the game? And Jaguars probably going to throw some stuff at us, I'm sure. But uh, I think we'll handle just fine. I got the Chiefs 30. 20. 30 to 20. Okay. I think uh, the Jaguars are going to try to throw some stuff at us. I think they go for it on the fourth downs. I think, you know, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. They, they, they're they going to try to pull some stuff out that they know they can't play from behind on us. And once they do, I think they may be in trouble. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs 34-20. Okay, 34-20 Chiefs. Saucy, you're, you're ahead of me. Okay, so the last time the Jaguars and Chiefs played, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, they threw some stuff at us at the very beginning, caught us off guard, even though we shouldn't have been. I think we even mentioned, some of us even mentioned that before the game. So I think I don't think we're going to be a surprise this time, even though they're going to throw some things at us. Having said that, I think the, the Chiefs are going to be eager to get in and prove that they're not just – a team that gets by, I think they've been saving some stuff back. I personally believe McCole Hardman comes back and plays this week. So now you got Tooney and Hardman. We've got defense that we didn't have last time. I think this is going to be a further game than what most people do. And I'm going to say this is going going to be a 35 to 17 game, the Chiefs. Okay. So. I have a few things to say, which you probably think I would. But Paul Hartman is not coming back. And I have a stern feeling that by tomorrow or the next day, what's going to happen is that they're going to put Paul Hartman back on injured reserve, bring Joby Fortson back, and then leave Clyde Edwards O'Leary on injured reserve for the rest of the year. My prediction for the score is, so uh, all about uh, Trevor Lawrence not losing on a Saturday. That's all fine. I don't care if it's peewee, whatever, college, pros. Well, does anybody know that Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost a game on a Saturday yet either? No, he hasn't. Interesting. Do you know that Andy Reid is 18-4 and four against his former coaches? Very interesting. Do you know you know, Andy Reid, after a bye week, is 28 and 2. 28 and 2. Yeah. Okay. 
So some say it might be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a close game. So I'm predicting 38-17. And I'm telling you right now, Travis Kelsey will smash him, and Kadarius Tony will have a huge game in this game. And so the juju is it's 38-17. Okay, so, so here's the wild thing for you guys about our predictions, which is the Chiefs average 28 points at home. Every single one of us pick, picked in the 30s. The last time the Chiefs played the Jaguars, and again, we mentioned this a while ago, where they didn't have about half of their defensive squad. Most of their offensive guys were either hurt or hurt during that game. The Chiefs won 27-17 and did not play well. I think they're going to play a lot better. So if that's the case, you know, you know, really, I mean, I guess Randy's probably the furthest way because he's saying they're going to score 11 more points than they did last time. And we all are right around that 17 to 20 point range for the Jaguars. So we all believe that's about the best they're probably going to be able to do. I think they will probably get some some movement of the ball at the very end of the game because I think it's I think it's going to be a further spread than what the uh, the final score indicates. I think the Chiefs will probably start either resting some guys or whatever else late in the fourth quarter because we've got that kind of lead and they're just going to run the ball out. But I do agree with you as far as CEH. I, I think they just kind of brought that up so that that's another thing that they've got, you know, that Peterson's got to think, well, what if he comes in and plays or is he is he in decent shape, you know? One thing that we've forgotten is we got a lot of running backs that are sitting there. I mean, we still have Gordon who's sitting there. We've got CEH if he comes back. We got the three that are playing right now. So we got a lot of options right there if they want to use some of those guys. I would like to see Fortson come back and and do some stuff. I mean, when that guy's healthy, he's dynamic. But, man, he gets hurt. Um, having said that, guys, so – we were talking about what you know, how we were going to pick this, and I guess we can go through and pick whichever way y'all want. Which quarterback's going to throw the most interceptions over the weekend? So to me, I, that starts pushing towards what defense or what team do I think is going to be far enough behind where they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. So we'll do it the same way again. We'll go back to Ronnie. Who do you think? What quarterback do you think is going to going to throw the most interceptions this weekend? And I guess how many? Scott. Okay, and somebody's writing that down over there? Yeah. Okay. All right, and let's go with Paul. Well, I didn't know he was doing how many, but I've got Josh Allen. I'm going to go three. Oh, wow. Lindley. I picked Dak Prescott. I also two. Okay, Randy, you want to go? Or you want me to? Go ahead, Chelsea. I am going to go with uh, the uh, Giants quarterback. I can't think of his uh, Daniel Jones, and I'm going to say he throws three. Why wow. did that do that? Well, you know, you know who his uh, offensive coordinator is, right? Yes, I do. Okay, that's why he's going to throw three. Sean Hockley called the game against the Chiefs. They called eight penalties on us. 
they're not doing that this time. So I'm actually going to say that Trevor Lawrence, he throws two interceptions. That's who I got. Okay, so we've got all that picked. Everybody's got that down. We'll figure out what happens next week after everything's said and done. But the most important thing we got to talk about is when this game comes, the weather's maybe not going to be so nice. But fortunately for everybody out there listening, we always seem to have a really nice tailgate. We offer the opportunity for people to come to our tailgate, hang out with us, eat with us, chit chat with us, whatever. Randy Lindley, one of you guys. Tell the listeners, if they want to come in and tailgate with us, how do they find us? Look for the big yellow top. Big yellow top. If you go in gate six, all the way to the right. N44, N45, on the concrete. Next to the porta potties by the walkway. Look for the yellow top. Or the 22 plus 2 new choice flag. Can't miss it. And we all will be there hanging out. You can come talk to us. You can come meet us. You can come take pictures with us. We're we're, we're just easy going, down to earth guys. Love to have people come over and hang out with us. Chauncey will be in costume this time. We're all being costume. Yeah, we'll all be in costume. We'll have fun. According to my wife, I'm in costume every day. (laughs) No, no, we're not bringing your Joker costume. Oh, oh, okay. You're talking about the other costume. Okay. So she's refused to you as a dead man. I got Bluetooth to help with that. <laughs> so the, the game is uh, Bloody Mary Bar. We've got uh, Lily is not responsible for pouring the fireball toast. He can give the damn toast. We've got full <laughs> pork and chicken, and we'll have queso and potato salad and baked beans and. Uh, other stuff, some desserts, oh, ribs. Yeah, we're, we're bringing ribs. That sounds wonderful. I'm, I am excited about this game. I think there's going to be a lot of fun with this game. I think the, especially the fans are going to be jacked. It's been two weeks since we've had a Chiefs game, and several weeks since we've had a home Chiefs game. So I think we're all going to be really excited and ready to roll when this thing happens and when it kicks off. We've got everything picked. We've got. The, the score set that we've, we've selected and guessed on, we even picked which quarterback we thought would throw the most interceptions. If there's anything that happens in one of these games that you think is going to be out of the ordinary, do you guys have anything that you would just say, I could see this happening this weekend? It could be, and you don't even have to say what game. Do you see anything wild happening this weekend? Well, I know what's going to be wild when little John gets up on that stage and does turned down for what and get low. She's going, oh, see, I was going to bring that up, and I'm thinking, as a podcast announcer, you're doing your job, Chauncey. <laughs> I just want you to know that Trevor Lawrence says, and I posted a video before this podcast, he literally said, well, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be louder than the fans were in Jacksonville last week. That was... That was very nice of him because I'll tell you that that to me tells me that he wants to hear just how loud we can be. I think that's a taunting. Well, I I, I think he should start 15 yards back. He doesn't, doesn't play when the other team's on the field, so he has no idea because they're silent for him. That's right. You know, I'm going to go to Party City get some Dollar Tree clackers because they're this fall bankruptcy today, Party City. Day. Oh, no. That means those clackers ought to be a dime a dozen, man. 
No, they got them back in over here in St. Joe a few weeks back. Sound like we need to get them and, and maybe hand some of those out this weekend. Right, right. Well, I'm going to get some uh, real decal paper and put logos. That'd be awesome. So we're almost out of time, fellas. Next week we'll get back on regardless of what happens. We'll talk about what happened in each one of the games, including the Chiefs game. We'll see what's going to be developed if we're going to be heading to Atlanta or if we're going to have the next uh, AFC Championship game in at Arrowhead. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for joining me each week, guys. I appreciate you being on here. And as we said, everybody and anybody is welcome to the tailgate party. They told you how to get there. Come on out, check some food out, chit-chat with us, hang out for a while. We'd love to have you. If you do, Ronnie is the guy cooking up a victory. Paul is either Mick, Mick, Mick fan, right? Or is the pimp. Bullshit? It's really? Oh, I, oh, Mick Paul. I can't say Mick shit. You got <laughs> that? <laughs> I'm either the stripper or the priest. Depends on whatever. And there's that guy, Lindley Byers, so we're all good. Yeah, we'll all be in costume, having fun, you know, be, be, being prepared for a Chiefs victory. So as we do each and every week, guys, we got to leave it off with the one important thing on the count of three. One, two, three. Go Chiefs!